Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. We were fighting with the South Vietnamese. How could it have been a war against Vietnamese people? Hey, but they, you know, but here again, you know, that, that's the stupidity of, that we get in these colleges and universities today. We were fighting against communism. And communism has proven itself to be one of the most vicious, bloodthirsty, murderous ideologies that the world has ever seen. All in the name of creating utopia. Oh, we're going to make the world such a good place. But you're in the way. So in order to do that, we have to kill you. And but you're no you're not important because we got this grand vision. How different is that than the Judeo-Christian principle? No, every person matters. Do you realize our judicial system, in spite of the, all the attacks on it, our judicial system operates on the principle that we would rather allow a guilty person go free than to lock up someone who is innocent. Because we value the individual. But that ideology doesn't value the individual. People are just a blob. They're just a mass. They don't matter. But that's why every one of those Young men who lie, whose body lies in a grave somewhere in our country and around the world who gave their lives for us, they matter. I've just, given you, I've just given you two examples, but they matter to us as individuals. They're not just a blob. And these totalitarian systems, that's all they are. That's why in the United States of America, you know, when Hitler built his army, when he took over, one of the things he did was he gathered the entire military together and he made them all take an oath to Adolf Hitler. Not to Germany, but to Adolf Hitler, to der Führer. Our military people don't take an oath to a leader. They don't take an oath to the president. They take an oath to the Constitution of the United States. Now, as part of that oath, they do agree to obey the officers that have command over them and the president who is the commander in chief. But the, the fact that they swear the oath to the Constitution of the United States means that they are not duty-bound to even obey the order of the president if it violates the Constitution of the United States. In other words, we take an oath to something higher than an individual, an individual authority. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's why, and, and, and think about this. Think about the nature of our country. This is the only time in human history this happened, and it happened with the United States of America. We were attacked at Pearl Harbor by Imperial Japan, of course, in league with Adolf Hitler. We at that point jumped into the war and it took us another two or three years to finally beat them back. Of course, we dropped bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which people still criticize us for, but we would have lost probably who knows how many millions fighting in hand-to-hand -hand combat and street combat in Japan and other parts of the world. Um, horrible to have to do that. But I, here again, I think that Truman did what he had to do at that moment. He did what he had to do. I don't think he enjoyed it. I don't think anybody reveled in it. I think he did what he had to do. But, but here's the thing to understand. We devastated Japan, and we devastated Germany, and we devastated Italy, and then after the war was won and the Axis powers surrendered, we then went in and rebuilt their countries. We did. American taxpayers did. Soviet Union didn't have any money. Where was the money going to come from? It came from the United States of America. 
We not only rebuilt their countries, but we did the unprecedented. We rebuilt their countries and said, okay, you all set now? Okay, thanks, see ya. And then walked away. You know what other countries have done? They subjugated the people who they conquered. And particularly since we didn't start this war, we were attacked in the war. And yet we forgave the people. We lost 300,000 of our brave men in that war. 300,000. And then after it was over, we turned around and, and helped rebuild these countries and then walked away and said, you know, we'd love to have you all as allies. We don't control Japan. We don't control Germany. We don't control Italy. No other country's done anything like that. And you got people running around telling us how bad America is. We're imperialist and all of that. I mean, it's nonsense. Glory to God. Glory to God. So saints, we're unlike any other nation that's ever existed on the face of the earth. And we have a higher law that we ultimately answer to. And that is the law of God. That's the Judeo-Christian principles upon which our country was founded. Amen. Now, I don't like saying this, but it's got to be said. The greatest threat we face to the future of our country today is not enemies from without. It's enemies from within. So, well, Bishop, how can you say that in the face of communist China? Because if we're united from within, there's nothing communist China or anybody else can do with us. But if we're divided from within, and you've got people, do you all remember this? That when President Trump stopped travel from China because we, we are now, now, now we're going to investigate. Oh, that may, yes, there may be. But when, when the issue first arose and some of us were saying, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You're going to tell me you've got a, a bio, potential, potential bio, uh, uh, a biological weapon laboratory where you're doing gain-of-function research, which means you take viruses and you make them more lethal, you make them more contagious, and, 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 and somehow, in spite of that, the, the, the COVID-19 virus didn't come from there. It came from about 300 yards away at a wet market. Well, if I believe that, sell me the Brooklyn Bridge, too. You just might as well go keep, keep going. I mean, we see here again, the American people with common sense knew that, that that was fishy. That didn't even make sense. Now the politicians are finally catching up. But when you first raised that and when, when President Trump stopped flights coming in from China because whether China intentionally unleashed this thing on the world or that is created it with the intention of unleashing it on the world, this we know as a matter of fact. That once the virus had escaped the lab, they allowed people to fly around the world from Wuhan, but they wouldn't let them fly to other parts of China. Now, there's only one reason for that. We don't care if the rest of the world gets it. We just don't want the Chinese to get it. So whether they, in, they created it intentionally or not, it's clear they unleashed it on the world intentionally. And when these issues were raised, oh, you're a racist. You're xenophobic. I mean... You know, you just want to, how can you be that dumb? Because we're not talking about the Chinese people. We're talking about the communist Chinese regime. They're the ones who are doing this stuff. And they're doing as great a disservice to their own people as they are to us. If you are a, a citizen of China, you are a slave. Now, I don't care how free you might feel. 
Try disagreeing with them, and you'll find out. See, everybody's got a modicum of freedom, but you, I'm sure you all have heard about the, the two scientists that raised the question about the Wuhan lab. They haven't been heard from since. Uh, one entrepreneur said that, you know, there, there's some issues. He hadn't been heard from since. They disappear. You all know that every day they're locking up Christians. And I may not have shared this with you all, but, but they're actually creating an official communist Chinese Bible that they're going to change to suit themselves. And one of the things they change is where Jesus meets the woman uh, who is uh, accused of adultery. They're going to change the Bible to read that Jesus asks, are there any condemn you? And when she says no, he picks up stones and stones her to death and then says, because I'm a sinner too. People say, well, wait a minute, where, where did you get that from? Um, that came from the, uh, uh, I think it was the voice of the martyrs, but a very credible source that has got people all over the world trying to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ, that that's what the communist Chinese are doing. So, so we know it's not the Chinese people. They're as much enslaved to this mess as anybody under any communist regime, but the regime is evil. And but you know what the, to me that is? That's the left covering for their communist comrades. Because they have more in common with the communist Chinese than they do with the Americans who are upholding the Constitution of the United States and those freedoms that are inherent in who we are as, as, as human beings with gifts and freedoms given to us by Almighty God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, look, if we're going to come out of this mess, we got to take heart from those patriots that gave their all. Javon Jordan ought to be an example to us all who looked his mother in the eye and said, I'm not, I'm not afraid to give my life for my country. And you got people running around the country because he happened to be a, a, a young man of African ancestry running around saying, black man shouldn't have to do that. Are you an American? Well, then you owe this country a duty of loyalty and fealty and commitment and, and everything that any other American owes it. Amen? Amen. Amen. We can from from uh, uh, Corporal Patrick Tillman, who gave up his football career, just just walked away from it. To fight for his country and gave us all. Amen. We're going to have to have that kind of fortitude in dealing with the battle of ideas. Now, look, this is not a battle of bombs and bullets, saints. I, I, I say that a because I mean it and b because I don't ever want the left to be able to say, no, Bishop Jackson's encouraging violence. I am not. I denounce it. I denounce it. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought under obedience to Jesus Christ. We don't need bullets and bombs to deal with this mess. I said, when you got people, they don't even know whether they're male or female. Why in the world should we as Christians think that they're going to somehow overpower us? The Bible says the light shines in darkness and the darkness overcomes it not. The problem is Christians have got to learn to stand up, step up and speak up. That's the issue. If we will do that, the word of God has power that they don't know anything about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the spirit of those who have gone before us is captured in this song. This is a little bit controversial today, and it was when it was first introduced into the culture, but over time it, it sort of gained its independent credibility. 
But you all know what I'm talking about. It's what we call the Battle Hymn of the Republic and what some people call mine eyes have seen the glory. Martin Luther King quoted this verse. He quoted a verse from this very hymn in the final message he ever preached down in Memphis when he said, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And that, that, that hymn, to me, captures the spirit of the attitude that we've got to have in the face of the challenges that we face if we're going to honor those who went before us and gave their all for our freedom. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Now, you see why the left resents that? Because it's centered on God. Is centered on God. That's why we've never been a nation of conquest. We've never been a nation. We, we didn't assemble our army with the intent of conquering. Do you all understand this history? Our founding fathers were scared out of their wits of a standing army. They didn't want one. But they figured out in a, in a, in a wicked world, we're going to have to have one. <laughs> but they didn't want one because they were afraid that some tyrant might use it then to subjugate the people. So, so. They were interested in making sure that any military force in this country was fighting only for the freedom of the American people, not trying to conquer anybody, not trying to subjugate anybody, including the American people themselves. It says he has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul to answer. Oh, be jubilant, my feet. His truth is marching on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then that last verse, in the lily of the valleys, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. I would say now, let us live to keep men free. Our God is marching on. I mean, notice that this is, this is what we call the battle hymn of the Republic and it's centered on Christ Jesus. What other nation is like that? There's none like that. Because you can't fight an unrighteous war under the banner of the righteous God. And there is such a thing as a righteous war. World War II was a righteous war, amen? And I'm, I know there are a lot of people who will criticize me for this, but I really believe that the Vietnam War was a righteous war. And we found out that communism was every bit of threat. Now it's a threat from within. Therefore, it was primarily a threat from without. It has now become, to me, a major threat from within because it's taken over many of our institutions and people don't even know that they're following Karl Marx because they're so miseducated and uneducated about America and its history, they don't realize they're being duped. And this is going along with stuff because they just don't know any better. Amen, amen. Then that, that course, glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, look, look, the course is a praise to God. Glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on, amen. Amen. We've got to have that same battle-ready attitude as those who've gone before us and gave their all in physical battle. We've got to have that same attitude for spiritual battle because this is a spiritual battle we are in. Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, no matter what the, the, the left and the Democrat Party tries to convince us of with all this identity politics and we're fighting each other. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. And we've got to put on the whole armor of God 
that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. That's the, that's the battle for us, but we got to take courage in those who gave their all and realize, wait a minute, if they gave their all, my goodness gracious, I can certainly give something. I can certainly make a sacrifice. If Patrick Tillman was willing to give up a football career to advance the cause of freedom, I can certainly do my part. Amen? If Javon Jordan was willing to step out of the comfort of his mother's kitchen and the food she was feeding him to go stand and ultimately be killed by an EID in Iraq. I could do something. Amen. I mean, I don't want to hear this stuff that, you know what, Bishop, I, I just give up. I tell you, they, I don't know. The country's going to hell in a handbasket. I'm just going to get me a cabin in the woods and go live and just have a, you know, just do the best. I Come on. Amen. How is that honoring those who fought and died for us in order to us, for us to experience and enjoy the freedom that we now experience. We got to stand up. Amen? Amen. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory his army he shall lead. Till every foe is vanquished. And Christ is Lord indeed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand up on your feet. Give God the praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We have some patriot heroes that this country has produced, and we're going to need a lot more of them before it's all over. But they're going to have to deal with a different kind of battle primarily. And we, as Christians, saints of God, are going to have to be in the forefront of that, unified across all racial and cultural lines. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I just saw um, what one of my what my social media uh, consultant posted uh, on Facebook, and I was shocked to see it this morning. And it tells me not shocked to see what he posted, but shocked to see the response because it tells me that there's a hunger for what we are preaching right now. It tells me that there's a hunger on the part of the American people for us to be unified around a, a, a set of values that once, once used to, used to unify us, but of course are now under very, very serious attack. I want to I just read you that because then I want to tell you the response. I was shocked to see the response to it, but the response to it is, is absolutely amazing, far greater. Um, this was posted when? Uh, I'm not sure, but it says, Let's stand together as Christians, not as black or white or Hispanic, but as people who love the Lord and uphold the truth. And as of this morning, that had reached 17,000 people. Now, far beyond what any other stuff I've posted has done. I mean, I, every now and then we have something go viral, but, but most of the time it's 1,000, 2,000, 17,000 people. 363 shares, 61 comments. That tells me people are hungry for that. They're hungry for that. And where else is it going to come from but the church? Amen? Because what the world is selling is, is the antithesis of unity. The world is selling, it's you against me. I, I spoke yesterday to a group of Asian Americans, uh, Americans of Asian descent, Christians, and we were talking about the fact that while the left 
is constantly saying people of color are being oppressed, people of color are being depressed, people of color are being suppressed. And, <laughs> and then we, we talked about the fact that it's these leftist universities that are trying to limit the number of Asians that get into college. Because they do so well on the tests and they do so well academically that they think too many of them. So, so in, the, in fact, I've even read they say that they declassify them as people of color for purposes of college admission. Because they outscore everybody else. But it's not because they're inherently more intelligent. But they, they, they have a work ethic. They're committed to advancing themselves. And they're not interested in the woke mess. They're not interested in, well, now, now two plus two may equal four in the white man's world. But you know, that's white supremacy. It might be 5.6, it might be 4.8. Let's, let's be open. No, that's, you know what they could, that's the, no, let's be dumb. That's what they're saying. And you know, I think most Americans of Asia say, excuse me, no, it, it's four. <laughs> and we don't want to hear anything else. But you got other people buying in. Yes, you know, that's right, that's right. Do you know, in fact, you all have got to, you've got to be, you know what, let me, let me just share this with you all. And then I'm going to close. This is my fifth closing, I know. <laughs> Bishop, I've been counting the number of times you put down your iPad. <laughs> but you know, um, this, this book is a real eye opener. And if, you, if you're a reader and you like reading, I would suggest that you read this book uh, on higher education. Uh, it is written by uh, John Ellis, it's called the breakdown of higher education. And I'll tell you something, folks. You read that book and you send your children off to one of these secular schools, I say shame on you. Because, it, and you know what? He, this is not his thesis, but this is what I got out of the book, something he didn't intend. The book helps you understand why California has gone so crazy. Because what happened is they took over the campuses and California has the largest set of, of, uh, of, uh, of higher education institutions of any state in the country. It is pervasive. Most of the people who attend college in California attend college at a state university. University of California at Berkeley and San Jose and on and on and on it goes. And over the last 30 years, they have been indoctrinating people. Those people come out and take over government and take over uh, local institutions. And before you know it, the whole state is in agreement in their craziness. That's what, the, that's what they'd like to do throughout the whole entire country, which has now made California a one-party state. He said, but first, the campuses became one-party campuses with one point of view. And only that, that and only that allowed, which is wokeness. So we, we've got a battle in front of us. And to honor those who've gone behind us and paved the way for us, we just want to make sure that we are in the forefront against. Look, we are at different places in life and different stages and different abilities and so forth. But every single one of us can stand up. Every single one of us can step up and speak up and talk to people and say, well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. What about this? and bring logic to bear. I mean, one of the things he argues is that the schools have completely done away with logic because they know logic will call into question some of the stuff they want people to believe. And of course, God is completely out of the picture. 
Do you know how many Christians there are in these universities? Precious few. They get weeded out. They don't want them in there because they want a secular worldview propounded to these poor, mushy-headed students who probably already gotten it in public schools, then they go to college and they get the same thing. That's not what these brave men and women fought for under that flag. They fought for our freedom of thought, not the freedom to be indoctrinated. I'm going to pray a prayer. For those of you watching right now on live stream, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to do that today. I want to encourage you to do that today because Jesus really is the only answer. I wish I could stand here and say, hey, everybody, I've got the answer. Here's what we need to do. Jesus really is the only answer. I mean, I think we can all do our part and should and must. As the Lord laid this on my heart. You know, God didn't say to us, you are the salt of the church. You are the light of the church. He said, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So we can all do that and just believe God for a breakthrough that would call our people out of this darkness into his marvelous light. If you've never done that, I encourage you to do that today. I want to lead you all in a word of prayer. Pray this with me and let's pray it out of our own hearts. And we're going to pray a prayer of thanksgiving as well over particularly the families. There's nothing we can do about those who have gone on. We trust to be with the Lord, uh, but we can certainly pray for their families and we can pray for our country. So repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that I live in a nation that was founded on faith in God. I want you to know that I accept that faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord that he died for my sins, that he rose on the third day with all power in his hands. If America is to succeed and have a future, this must remain central to who we are as a nation. Thank you, Lord, for the faith of our fathers. Now help me to stand up to step up, to speak up for that faith, the faith that established the United States of America. Thank you for those families that mourn loved ones who gave their all. Thank you for those families that helped loved ones who were wounded in battle and struggle with it today. Thank you for those who serve in harm's way, who have put on a uniform and taken an oath to the Constitution of the United States. Help them, strengthen them, protect them, and protect our military from encroachment by the leftist, Marxist, socialist mindset that is racially divisive and anti-American that is pervasive in our culture. Protect them and keep them centered on their mission, not on social engineering. Give us leaders who are righteous in your sight and will exalt our nation. Help us, Lord, to not become a wicked nation turned into hell. 
but to always be a nation whose God is the Lord. In Jesus' name, give God praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. God bless you all.